Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. As promised, Mike the Mariner is back with problems galore. He didn't make the show last week because he was uh, buried in uh, the cockpit of his uh, vessel trying to, I don't know, solve a major problem that creeped up on him fairly last minute, I believe. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. Mike, uh, set the stage. What happened? Uh, to your vessel. Well, we got, well, we got up on, um, I think it was Saturday morning, the week previous, mm-hmm. and um, the, the floor was wet, the deck was wet. Oh, the, that's never good. You know, around, around the bed. <laughs> we got a hole! And, yeah, well, no, no, I didn't think that. <laughs> okay, all right, well, that's uh, so, good. So, so I thought maybe the shower was leaking because there's a valve in there that uh, drips every once in a while, yeah. so I thought maybe it was splashing. It was dry near the shower on the other side of the uh, stateroom. So I, I started thinking, oh, man, my water heater is under the bed. Hmm. So right away I started thinking, that's the only thing this can be. Okay. And so I, I took the mattress off, and there's an access hatch, and I started looking around. And sure enough, the water heater was leaking. So uh ordered a water heater uh, that day. And it was delivered, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday. And then Saturday, uh, came back out to the boat, uh, to, uh, to do the replacement. Then in the meantime, obviously I shut everything down when we're gone. So, right. um, you know, there, there was no leak while we were gone. Okay. But, but there wasn't, it wasn't as simple as like there was a loose fitting on the water heater. You got in there and saw the leak or something and yeah, and just yeah, like, there, all right. there, there, was some, there was some corrosion, uh, around uh, where some of the fittings were, so I just ordered a new water heater. It's an eleven, uh, it's an eleven gallon uh, Kuma water heater, and it's exactly the same one that was in there before. So okay. all the fittings lined up, everything was was good. But you know, it looked like it was going to be a nice, simple project. But I probably put about a hundred and twenty miles on my truck driving three miles to the hardware store uh, back and forth because fittings. It, the weird thing about you know the old PEX uh, tubing that that you have on these boats that a lot of people have on their boats they don't make it anymore so you have to you have to come up with another way to connect to to new appliances and so i, I used brass and then modern pex tubing but um there was some confusion about the sizing and there's a you know a, a, a half inch male pipe thread to a five eighths connect uh, compression fitting that i needed that the guy at the at the hardware store was adamant telling me i needed five eighths to five eighths and i I was adamant saying I needed half inch to five eighths. And well, why um, was he so adamant about telling you otherwise? Is he not a boater? Uh, He told me he was a professional plumber, and I'm like, okay, fine, you got me. I'm not a professional plumber. I'll believe you. Oh, then maybe he's a plumber for houses, (laughs) and he's thinking (laughs) of that. You think it could be a problem? It gets even better. Oh, it does. Oh yeah, because so so when I when I said fine, I'll buy the one you're telling me I need. He said, well, I only have one in stock. I needed two. Well, so of course. I bought that one, mm-hmm. and then I drove 
to another store, hardware store five or six miles away, bought another one. Yeah. Went back to the boat and they didn't fit. So of I course. called him at the store and I said, Hey, you son of yeah, a. Was, yeah. <laughs> I said, Hey, I was just there. You know, you remember me? I bought those five eights. I said, Yeah. He said, Yes. I said, Well, it turns out that it is a half inch to five eighths compression, mm. half inch mill pipe thread to five eighths compression. Right. He said, Oh, okay. Well, I was wrong. Well, I have two of those in stock. Yeah, of course. So, so I had to turn around, drive back up to the store to buy the correct one. Oh, did, did and, you go to him and say, hey, do I get a special deal, a little discount on these things? Or was he like, oh, I don't give a crap. Oh, he didn't give me a discount. Really? I just went up and bought. I just went up and bought. I mean, they were, you know, these things were, yeah. uh, what, $6 a piece. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, anyway, plus gas, came though. Back. So you yeah. were annoyed, it sounds like, at the bare minimum, uh, because just you weren't slightly. getting uh, the proper, uh, you know, yeah. Advice from your local <laughs> hardware store. Barry the Boater, uh, he, he's what? actually talking to us from the dungeon tonight. You need to turn no. a light on in that place. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I feel like going to sleep. No, it's oh. getting dark here. Uh huh. Okay. You know, we're we're east of you by you know a few miles. All right. So. Well, there, you still have electricity. <laughs> you should use it. He's in a different time no. zone. No, it's actually, yeah, it's two oh two oh six. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm a minute or two uh, ahead of you. <laughs> okay. Um, when I looked at you, sent some beautiful photos of you staring at the water heater, uh, the water heater before and after. And the before looks like it covers it, it, it encompasses that whole area. And then after is this one little box. And you're saying these were both the same size or what? Oh, they're they're identical. But I relocated it because whoever installed the last water heater, and I'm sure it's not the original. Um, I'm sure it's not the original water heater. Yeah. Uh, the the, the last person that put it in had all of the serviceable connections about four inches off the bulkhead on the on the on the told side. You. I yeah. told you. So yeah, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to move this thing to the other side, and I'll extend the connections out, so now I can access everything. Right. Well, no, I, I'd say because we we talked about that last weekend that that and that was one of the things that I brought up is that there was going to be extremely tight knowing how boat manufacturers install water heaters. Um, and based on what you said, I'm pretty sure that was probably the OEM installation. No, I don't think it was because uh, the, the, when I was looking at the manuals uh, and, and, and the serial number on the, uh, the water heater that I pulled out uh, indicates it was probably about a, a 2009 uh, water heater. Right. Um, this boat's a 2003. So, uh, anyway, it's a, it's an identical water heater. It's it, all the connections are exactly the same. Everything's exactly the same. So that's the one I bought because I, I wanted to make it as simple as possible, but I did move and, and there's tons of room, um, which is rare on a boat, but I have tons of room where my water heater is. So I just moved it back about, um, eight or 10 inches, mm-hmm. uh, extended, you know, m- made new connections and, and cut pipe to uh, a longer length. And um, now I can access the electrical, um, the electrical box and all that stuff. So, which I couldn't do before. So, okay. Well, so I mean, you got in there, extended the lines, and other mm-hmm. other than you know having that little mishap at the hardware store for the fittings. I mean, was it fairly easy to do? The and installation no problem, itself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the installation itself, uh, just the work I did, mm-hmm. probably took me an hour and a half. Okay. 
All travel t- wait, uh, travel time five yeah. hours. It turned it into a, it did, yeah. it did. It turned it into a six hour job. Uh-huh. It took me six hours to get this job done okay. because of all that. Gee, right. if, only, if only if only Mike knew someone who works in boat manufacturing and has access to all kinds of you know uh Aqualock and uh SeaTech uh devices and fittings and things like that. Man. Gosh, I don't mm. know anybody like that. Someone that mm. works oh on a Saturday. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't interesting. Know. Maybe I, you know. Man, I, got, I need to go through my Rolodex again. <laughs> Rolodex? What's that? I don't. I don't. I don't that, that person doesn't exist. I, I don't. Yeah. I can't think of anyone. But uh, regardless, you got it done, and the yeah. fact. I mean, and it wasn't that big a deal uh, in the no, long no, run. No, really. it, it wasn't. But we did have one uh, one little technical glitch. Yeah. So yeah. So we took a shower. Colleen took a shower. Then I went and took a shower. We had nice hot water. We're all happy. And then uh, that was in the you know late afternoon. And then we go out um, to dinner and all that stuff. And then that night, the water heater wasn't working. Uh-oh. So, so next morning I get up and go in and find that one of my uh, one of my one of my splices didn't work. I I, I missed the crimping, and uh, so I had to pull. You know, I had to reheat Whoa, sink it that, and all that. that. What? That what do you could, mean? That could have, no, that because when you have a loose connection like that, that could be a fire hazard. That's where you get a lot of current flow, and it gets hot in that connection. It, so, no, it wasn't hot. It was just pulled all the way out. Yeah, when you're moving so stuff around on the connected. install. Well, yeah. you have to understand every crimp is an area where you have a little resistance, um, mm-hmm. and if it isn't crimped well, well, well tight, let me get this right. Barry the boater is trying to make you feel worse than you already do. Stop <laughs> it, Barry. <laughs> well, he got one good shower out of it. Well, he did. I well, did. a couple, a couple <laughs> of them. All right, more coming up on the world of boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast welcome aboard i will be your captain you'll be my scallywags i don't know what that means but you will be them and here's how we play thank you for your attention and welcome aboard let's go this is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. Captain Rusty, hopefully going to join us next week. Uh, as uh, this week, he's been covering the Surf Expo in Orlando, which, by the way, hosts the most bikini models on uh, for any trade show in the country, if not the world. And he has video proof <laughs> to show it. I got uh, I got a clip right before the uh, broadcast today, and wow. It's uh, an impressive display of talent. They're selling beta b- bikinis, uh, very uh, very small amounts of them, <laughs> but it's in a well, you know, fabric is expensive, right? <laughs> but uh, but he goes there and and videotapes the shows, and because you know he's very you know inclined to want to know what the latest fashion trends when it comes to bikinis are going to be for the year, and that's where you do this is at the Surf Expo. So once he recovers. Yeah, probably they probably had to pull out a defibrillator or something to bring him back to life after some of the video that I saw. But uh, hey, God bless him. It's a pretty good gig. And uh, we're thinking of him uh, today and hopefully get an update next week. Now, Mike the Mariner, uh, his water heater put a little damper on his boating activities last week. That's why he missed the show. He had a wet floor and like, uh-oh, it's the water heater. Let's replace it. And the good news is you got it done. The bad news is it took you a little longer than you wanted it to, as it always does. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't yeah. uh, it wasn't the install. It was just going to get the parts, the fittings. That's what slowed right. you down. Yes. And other yeah. than that, you extended the hoses. You made it a little bit more user-friendly now that it's installed. But then once you got it uh, installed, it worked for a couple showers and then... You got up and it wasn't because there was a loose connection. You fixed it. Now you're good to go. Are we got we got we that are covered? All good to go. All right, yeah. good. All right, because yeah, I don't want to come visit you on your boat if you're, you're you don't have any hot water. That would be, I would be I'd feel very did, bad. Did you about do it. any other repairs since you were repairing stuff while you're in there, kind of stuff yeah. or what? Well, a couple of weeks ago, we uh, we actually had to replace the horns on the boat, and uh, that was that was kind of funny because. Where it's located is hard to get to. I have to actually lay down over the front of the helm and down on the foredeck, and um, th- then the wiring goes down through the through the helm station. And I couldn't get to the wiring, so Colleen had to go in through the hatch and get under the the the, the helm station and fish the wiring up to me so I could reconnect it and resplice to the new horn. Hmm. And then I figured, well. Okay, I, it took me a while to, 
to get everything set up so I could lay down here. I was literally laying on my stomach, head down over the foredeck, installing this horn. And I said, well, before I go back up onto the deck, I'm going to have her test the horn. Well, this is where situational awareness could have really helped me out because I had no idea how loud that horn was. I said, well, go ahead and touch, go ahead and hit the horn button. Let's make sure this thing works. And when she did, I almost launched myself into the water, but (laughs) I was laying right on top of the horn when that thing went off. And it's like a big air horn, you know? Uh, Oh yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, you know, she's look. I'm looking at her. She's looking at me, and she said, "Well, you told me to test." And I said, "No, it's not your fault. <laughs> that was 100 percent me." Nice. And, and the wiring on that obviously didn't come apart, so you're good to no, go. No. But what happened all. to the horn, though? I mean, how do those go? Bad? I don't know. Uh, you know that the, the, uh, the there's a there's a, a little air pump uh, yeah. that's inside the horn, and I think uh, just age. You know, it, it it failed, so I bought a new one and yeah, and put it. But on does there it sing like uh, a song, or you know, do like the world oh, boating theme song, or anything? That's what you should no, have done. No, but it's no, but it's loud enough to make your ears bleed when you're within one foot of it. I can right. tell you that for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, and it it causes you know great trauma. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's the <laughs> thing. Gave me a heart attack. You know, Princess Cruises <laughs> does uh, their horns uh, perform the love boat theme song. Yeah. Now, now imagine lying on top of that horn when it goes off. Yeah, that's what well, this that, sounded like. That would be, uh, <laughs> that'll leave a mark, if nothing else, yeah. on your eardrums, I should say. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but you got through it. You got a few other things uh, upgraded, new horns, whole thing. Mm-hmm. Good deal. So yeah. everything's good then. You're you're back. You're ready to go, and there's nothing holding you back. Is that the, uh, no, is that the case? No, she's good. There was okay. a you know little little issue with the generator. We also got uh, taken care of this week, and yeah, everything's good. She's uh, she's ready to roll. For See, I, I'm surprised you were so calm when you said that you walked in, uh, you know, walked on the boat, and you you felt water on your feet. See, that would be the first sign of panic, I think, uh, <laughs> for most boaters. No, yeah. for you, that'd be the first sign that you didn't make it to the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Ah, that was good. Okay, yeah. but I mean, uh, uh, other than my see- incontinence, well, I mean, <laughs> I think most voters can relate to that, though. Uh, that if they, if, you know, that's probably the nightmare scenario. You walk on your boat and you feel water, like, oh crap, what happened? You know. Well, I was wondering, did you say to yourself, "Is this fresh water or salt water?" Did you? He's not well, on my boat. My boat is in fresh water. Oh, it isn't. Oh, right. so you couldn't yeah. tell one way or the other. Is that what you yeah, would do? Well, is well, taste it, Barry? That'd be no, your first no, thought. No, no. Well, no, you, you know, no, yeah. if it's salt water, that can be a big deal. Yeah, if it's fresh water, yeah, there, well, that's well, an actual all, thing, Greg. Well, first of all, if the water, if the water, if the boat had a a leak and water was in the bilge and made it to the deck of my stateroom. Right. Your boat underwater. is sinking. Yeah. The boat well, is sinking. True. Understood. You know, at that point. Yeah. yeah um, you've you've so, taken down about half of that floating dock with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah if, this, yeah, if this boat sinks, there's there's other stuff going with it for sure. Yeah, okay. Um, but, but uh, no, I, I knew it was something domestic water related. There was a domestic water leak somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, the water was crystal clear, so it, it, it obviously came from the tank. Were you hooked up to city water at the time? I do not do that. Okay. Um, so, so, so I, 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 I can, and I have before just to make sure that the, uh, check valve works and all that stuff. But, uh, no, I, I use domestic water out of my tank 
mm-hmm. uh, and just keep refilling it because uh, I get better pressure and uh, I, I want to exercise the system. I, so that, want... that was my question is, was your, uh, was your pressure water pump kicking on and off? Yes. I uh, during the night, uh, I could hear it going uh-huh. off, but, but I, I thought it was the shower leaking because it's done that in, in the past. Mm-hmm. And so oh. uh, I've got a, I've got a shower valve that sometimes leaks. Yeah. And when it does, you hear the water pump cycle uh, right. every but, once in a while. But you had no inclination to uh, taste the water that you saw, right? Just so we're clear. Never, no, right. I did not do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, once I opened up the, uh, once I took the mattress off and opened up the hatch and I was looking at the water heater, uh, I could. You knew right away tell. what it, it was. was. It was. But it that's was what you would do, water. Barry. You'd want to taste it, find out if it's salt water or <laughs> yeah. That, through, that. What if it's sewage? Well, you would <laughs> smell that. Okay, senses, man. So Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't taste it. Jeez. Well, you'd smell if if the boat had had uh, river water in it. You'd smell that too. Right. Very distinct. It is not a. You'd smell smell. it. I wouldn't taste it though. (laughs) Jeez, Barry. Well, you didn't mention smell. He just said he had water. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if you're if you're uh, docked at a saltwater area, you know, if it's saltwater, I think it's a little bit more. what? More salty? More important to, salty? No, more important to know that something's wrong <laughs> yes. than fresh water. And okay. Mike's going to be doing more plumbing work with his shower. Okay, maybe so. More okay. coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i'm popeye the sailor man i'm popeye the sailor man i'm strong to the finish because i eat me spinach i'm popeye the sailor man this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding up the crew. Barry is down in South Florida where the icon of the seas uh, arrived in Miami this week, finally. They're getting ready to launch into their first cruise here in, I guess, a couple weeks. Uh, starts around two grand a person to be on this boat. And I guess the demand has been quite, uh, quite intense. The media is all over it uh, this week. Today's yes, show was broadcasting. Yeah. Did you go down and take a look? Barry? No, no. I was. We were thinking of some other names for that. 
ship, but I won't mention them because, you know, you may go on it one day, and if they see you and they hear that name. Uh, icon, like uh, me? No. You're calling me an icon, too? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want them to associate you with other names we were thinking well, let's about. Let's just put it this way. Con uh, factors largely in a lot of the names Barry's come up with. Constructive. Uh, hmm. This is not Wheel of Fortune. Let's go on. Yeah. yeah so, uh, that, But down in your area, Barry, I mean, we were talking about Mike's boat and the uh, troubles and uh, that he had, especially with leaks. Yeah. Um, you had something happen down in your area with a, uh, a Benetti. Yes. A, a beautiful 115-foot motor yacht. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, and it had a most interesting name. Uh, would you consider this a good name or not such a great name? Benetti? No, the name of the yacht. Oh icon. Oh icon. No, it's no. definitely not an icon. If this is Icon of the Sea, they already have problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's currently for sale. Uh, if we tar- start a GoFundMe for Jerry, he may be able to buy it because uh, yeah. it did sink. They did refloat it, but now that it has wet salt water in it, who mm-hmm. knows? Yeah, yeah well, the, the, reading that story, I mean, it, they they had some vendors working on the boat. Nobody yes. really said what was actually being done. We know that the boat was had a major retrofit back in uh, 2021, so we're kind of well past that time too. But um, all of a sudden, they noticed, uh, a uh, we can't we can't maintain our balance. <laughs> what's going on? And this thing went down at the stern. At the stern end. And, and they said the issue started at 4 a.m. when vendors were working on the boat. What vendors are working at 4 a.m.? Wow. Right. Some um, very ones, dedicated the, ones. Yeah, the ones that may, um, you know, uh, be removing certain uh, square grouper. From- oh, hey, hey. Okay. That, was, that was Mike, the Mariner. Yeah. Yes. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they were working down near the engine room and, you know, someone pulled a plug out, said, I wonder what this is for, and walked away. All right, let me tell you something. If this $5 million Benetti has a single plug in the engine room, <laughs> it stinks. Again. It's a train plug. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Man, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, we hey, we didn't need this. Who left this in here? And they walk away. Yeah. Well, there's a whole series of things that that had to to go wrong for for this to to happen. I mean, some yeah. seacock went off, but either failed or was open. A, a, a major hose connection, maybe the uh, intake for the engines or something, came off. Um, who knows? Something, but I mean, you know, the I would think the uh, bilge pumps would have kicked on. Unless they were working on the bilge pumps, yeah, now maybe. Fortunate, <laughs> yeah. We'll just unbolt it from the bottom of the hull and uh, take off this yeah. clamp here and this pipe. Uh, well, nothing's coming out of it. Let's just you know keep working. Uh, well, Five point two million failed. dollars, if you want it. Yeah. Some hmm. something failed that brought in a lot of volume very quickly because. You know, the, the the bilge pumps can, you know, there's there's a surprising amount of capacity on, when you total up all the bilge pumps on a vessel like that, there's a surprising amount of capacity there. So either they were disabled or the water coming in was coming in at such volumes that it overwhelmed those. Well, I was going to say, pump. you guys had some pretty bad weather down there in South Florida this week, too. It was could that, have that, been a that, that wouldn't have been nuisance water residual. If you've got nuisance water or residual water getting into your 115 foot Benetti, um, it's it's uh, you're, you're it's, probably suing Benetti at that. Yeah, point. it's mm. it needs to be priced to sell. Then 
Okay, so someone so, had uh, left some something open, and it just sank. I, yeah, it had to be. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. you know, it, it's 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 funny because what happens windows. I've I've been around boats that have gone down in that manner, and depending on where the bilge pumps are, um, and you would think obviously you've got them placed enough, but depending on where that was water was coming in, where it started to accumulate to where it started to change the angle of that boat it's entirely possible not probable but possible that the water entered and caused that boat because of where it was moored not very deep um obviously enough draft for that boat to sit there but probably not a whole lot underneath keel after after that to where when that thing started to go down it settled and continued to take on water but never got to the bilge pumps or the float switches Hmm. You well, but, but, the, but they would have a pump in be, in the engine area, right? was it at the docks? Where was it? Where the? It's all about where the pumps are placed, yeah. and again, depending on how that, where it started taking on water, how quickly the attitude of that boat, the static, how that boat was sitting, how that changed. Is it possible that water entered to Mike's point so quick that it changed the attitude of the boat? And was never, never actually was where the pumps are placed. Yeah, but took the boat. Do you know what I'm saying, Mike? Mm-hmm. It, where, yeah, where yeah. It caused I mean, it to go a- down and settle, and never really got to the pumps or the float switches or the uh, the uh, the emergency system. There is it It'd possible? Really- yes, probable. Eh. Now, they, 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 do we know really- where was it? Was it at the dock it was, or was it no, more? It was. Out, it was. It was at a dock in a canal, and they did have a fuel leak inside the boat. As a well, result fueling. of, well, I guess that's from water causing fuel to come. Is there is an overflow okay. in the fuel tank, or well, or so? Fat? But you're saying they're selling this sunk boat for five mil. It so, was already uh, it was already up for sale. So I mean, but have yeah. they knocked off another God knows how many <laughs> mil because of that, or what? I mean, what's a good deal on a boat like that? I don't know. Uh, what's a good deal on a boat like that? Yeah. One dollar is a good deal on a boat like yeah. that, but you're not going to get it. Um, now what they'll do is they're going to take this thing back. Now it becomes, they're going to investigate. It's going to become an insurance job on this boat that has been listed for sale for quite a while. Um, wink, wink, nod, nod. Um, so how unfortunate that this was to happen at 4 a.m. in the morning. Okay. So Uh, just so I'm clear, 5.2 mil was what they were asking before it got sunk. Right. Okay. So now you go in there and like, all right. Time for a special uh, discount. Because they're going to fix it, so now it's going to wind up being, they're going to have it listed probably for about 6.3 mil. (laughs) (laughs) It's got everything is new! New, new, new! Well, you know, as I said, we're trying to find something for Jerry. He can make an offer. Uh, All right, Jerry the Diver guy. Just so we're clear. Stay on a stateroom on this. (laughs) I mean, obviously, this is this goes without saying. Something major happened. People don't realize how much water a boat can hold before it sinks yeah uh, mike uh tell us how much water there was a boat there was an older boat in this marina uh a few years ago that uh what we could we could tell it had a lot of water in it they brought the pump out um that i guess the owner had abandoned the boat here in the marina and uh the bilge pumps were not working because the batteries were flat and the boat was not plugged into power and all those things. It was an older boat, probably a you know forty year old Sea Ray. Yeah, and I bet we pulled three hundred gallons of water out of that boat. Wow! 
Well, it, yeah. it, it, just, it, it probably 30, depends. It was a 36 or a 30, 37. So but, uh, it depends on the design, depends on the materials. I mean, if it's like Barry's boat, you can't sink it even if you filled it full of water. Yeah. No, no, you yeah, can't. The material but, itself. But, yeah. Yeah, but this boat would sink, but it was riding low in the water. It was sitting low in the water at the dock. I mean, uh, we, we were talking about it for a few weeks. We're like, well, you know, the water is above the exhaust hole, you know, yeah. the exhaust port. That doesn't so look that, right. That boat, clearly, that boat clearly has a lot of water in it. Yeah, it's so probably the water heater is my I guess Did that'd be my first guest one? yeah no you don't taste it barry barry is a sick puppy sometimes or maybe he wants salty water for his margarita i don't know more coming up you're listening to the world of boating radio network successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast ryan we've got to get on that ship attention passengers the karaoke contest will begin in five minutes Okay, now we've really got to get on that ship. Look at me, I'm ship-faced, I'm a nautical space, round these yachties I'm out of place, I'm ship-faced. This is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, Barry the Boater, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. All right, so if uh, a boat you're looking at accidentally sinks, for whatever reason, probably took on a little too much water. Uh, could it be salvaged and be a good deal if they knock off a few mil when it comes to like this Bernetti? I don't know. Bernetti. It's, it's Bernetti. It's not Bernetti. Bernetti. That's what I said. Bernetti is the name of your attorney. You get those mixed up. I have no attorneys. <laughs> I just refer them to Captain Patrick. But uh, what's the deal? If you salvage a boat, is it? You think it's ruined, or is it worth uh, a shot? This boat, this boat is not ruined, Greg. Well, the, uh, this, this, well, this I, is a world. This is a world class yacht. So would you? Be, I, I know they'll fix it. So uh, what I'm saying though is, once that happens, is that uh, a big negotiating thing? Like, well, once no. it's happened, they can fix it 100. percent No issue. Yep. Yep. And that would be they, the case. You're not. With, you're not there, nobody's out there saying. Man, I was thinking about spending five million, but man, I bet we could get this thing for a cool. Well, three, well, wait, 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 what if wait, it, what wait, if it was like a you know like a sea ray, like a thirty foot sea ray? I'm just saying, bring it back down to earth. Well, okay, no, okay, think well, of it. if it was a thirty foot sea ray like that that sank in salt water, it's it's a salvage at that point. And I've been around boats like that that have been that have gone down in salt water yeah. to the extent where it gets all the electric, all the ele- all the electronics, everything in the build, everything at that point is compromised. We're not even talking about what may have gotten forward of the firewall into the aft cabin, forward living space of the cabin. But just from a from a engine room standpoint, my recommendation to customers, to owners that have had things like that happen is like, you see everything from here aft? And they're like, yeah. I said, replace it all. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. why? I said, so you don't have any problems a year, five years, ten years down the road. Because everything at that point is suspect. 
Okay. Well, I think what Greg was suggesting is this, for example, if you have a car and it's in a crash, there is a diminished value to that car, even if you have it repaired. You will not sell it for what you could have. Not going to not been, a boat. A oh, boat's a different not, story. Not, okay. Not, not with this yacht. In Greg's example of his a of a thirty foot uh, cruiser that may have gone down in salt water doesn't matter matter the manufacturer for whatever reason the boat sinks. Yeah, at that point it, in salt water it's a salvage because the engines alone. And here's the main thing to remember: you don't take that boat up out of the water. Okay, we're talking whether it's got outboards, it's got IOs, it's got uh, shaft drive, so it's got straight inboards. You don't take that boat out of the water. Unless you are ready to immediately, one, pickle the engines, two, start to work on desalting everything in that uh, area where that water may have got to. Because if you do it, and it's like, oh, we're going to pull it out on a Friday. We'll get to it Monday, Frank. You are going to have a mess. Okay. So uh, you're saying the Bonetti, being that it's so high dollar, yeah, yeah, they'll be able to bring that one back to life, and they'll put the money in it, and it, it won't make that big a factor. But, but a boat that's much more, you know, economical or something, uh, there, it's not going to be worth trying to do all that stuff necessarily. Maybe the price point isn't high not, enough. Not, not unless you are ready to immediately go to work on that boat as soon as it's refloated and taken out of the water. Otherwise, it's gonna you're going to wind up with nothing but problems first and foremost you got to get to the engines you've got to pickle the engines then you got to start addressing everything else that i mean i'm not even talking about spraying everything down and desalting before you even pickle the engine i'm like engines number one you got to get to the engines because that's that's the lifeblood of the boat that's the most expensive components that you're going to have in that boat generator would if it's so equipped would be number two and then after that you're desalting and then you're starting to look at all components and stuff and i would say again anything that was below the water line is going to be suspect and should be changed out. Okay, one yeah. more question then. One more part of this scenario. Uh, the boat's been underwater for a day versus a month. If you're prepared to do all the pickling and all that kind of stuff, as soon as you get it up out of the water, doesn't matter if it's been down one day or 30 days. Well, yeah, it, it's going to matter yeah. because 30 days in salt water, the warmer the water, the less water movement, the higher, the faster the rate of growth that you're going to have so i don't think anybody uh in their right mind nor would the authorities allow you to leave a boat well uh, yeah but i'm just my point is is there a difference between you know how important is it to get right after the engine parts and pickling and all that kind of stuff uh as soon as it comes out of the water as opposed to how many days it's been underwater you know, you see the trade-off there. Say, let's put it more realistically. Like, you're able to get the boat out in one day versus your. It's going to be three or four days, but you're able to, you know, get right on it as far as, uh, you know, preparing to. Uh, the, the rule, the rule of thumb, the, it, the rule engines. of thumb that I've always ascribed to, and what I've been taught is the boat doesn't come out of the water unless you are prepared right. to immediately address the engines. Okay, whether it's a day or it's four days. If you're got, if you've got to arrange, you know, a space for the boat to be worked on, if you've got to make sure mm-hmm. that you've got all your your materials, or you got a salvage crew ready that's trained that specializes in uh, restoration of engines that have been down in salt water, yeah, you know, that's and what. Well, I'll, I'll say it, this: it, even in even in fresh water, it would it would remain the same because fresh water mm-hmm. you could still wind up with 
know, corrosion issues once that boat comes out. Yeah, but that's my my, my point. If you got your team ready, and, mm-hmm. and let's say it's been in the water for a day, but the team's not going to be ready till two days later. Right. You leave it in the water and wait till yes. the team's ready. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to clarify that. I thought that was the case. Yeah. But, but you know, obviously there's a point of no return. I mean, if it's one day and they're not going to be ready for 30 days, eh, well, maybe you need Listen, to- when Listen, they, when, they, when they've declared it a, uh, a, a state reef, yeah, it's a, you're, you, you've got too much time. Well, that's, that may be the case. <laughs> People, tour boats are starting to pull up. People are diving on it. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. But, that's you know, as most sinkings, most of the sinkings are at the dock, though. So, you know, whether <laughs> it's right there at the marina. Um, actually, most most sinkings are on the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> that little plug we were talking about, right? <laughs> the plug or debris, yeah. You know that gathers up because you know uh, it, it. The thing is, the love affair with boats. You know, you go to the boat show, you go to the dealer, you see it when it's new, and you fall in love with the idea of boating, and you go and you buy it, and your neighbors come over, and you're taking everybody out on the water for like the first two months. Every weekend is full of boating, 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 and then it's like. Yeah, the lawn hasn't been cut. Uh, there's there's kids' sports. There's this. There's that. The car needs maintenance, whatever. And now you get further away from that boat. Then it winds up sitting on the side of your house, on the trailer, with flat tires, dead battery. Boat cover is falling in. It's filled with water. You've got you've got tadpoles living in it now. Uh-huh. And and unfortunately, you went you left it sitting either bow down, and it's filled with water that yeah, way. Right. If you did leave it bow up on the trailer, but you forgot to pull the plug, or all this debris from the tree that you parked it under has fallen into the boat. <laughs> Clogged up the the, the uh, garboard drain hole. It is so true. Water, and now you've got a a hundred thousand dollar just monstrosity. And then you call the manufacturer and you yell at them because something doesn't work. Huh. And the just cushions have how I know. And the cushions have turned green from mold. And they're saying yeah. that it's oh, no. the raccoons, material. Raccoons oh. have gotten in the boat. They've decided to nest. Okay. Inside there, the rats have gone in and chewed on the wiring. Wow, way to sell it, guys. Way to sell the whole <laughs> It's a cautionary tale, Greg. Is it? It really is. You bought it. Yeah. You want to use it. If you're not going to use it, go find somebody who can use it and let them yeah. use it. Okay. All right. Well, at least breathe, we had a good Captain venting. Breathe. Uh, yeah, we had a good venting on today's show. You feel Am I wrong, offer? Mike? <laughs> no. All right. Well, on that r- slightly disturbing note, we're going to wrap it up. Till next time, remember, whether it is sail or motor, life is better as a boater. If you maintain your boat. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. 
They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.